You are listening to This Morning. So just about 8.13 and the fanfare of Donald Trump's inauguration along with the protests still wasn't enough to drown out suspicions surrounding alleged ties to Russia. The FBI, CIA and other intelligence agencies are reportedly still looking into links between Russia and Trump's associates and their impact, if any, on November's election. Let's bring in Professor Carlton Larson, School of Law, University of California, Davis. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you. Glad to be here. Great to have you on the line. So first, what's your stance generally? Is there reason to be suspicious of uh, Donald Trump's relationship with the Russian government? Oh, I think so. Um, the sort of scope and uh, depth of ties that have been alleged between Trump uh, and the Russian government are really something completely out of the ordinary uh, of the American political mainstream. We've never had a candidate uh, potentially so closely linked to a foreign government, uh, and the sort of consistent pro-Russian statements from uh, Trump uh, and his complete refusal to distance himself uh, from Russia, uh, I think gives rise to quite valid suspicions. Well, we keep coming back to this controversial intelligence dossier, don't we, written by a former British spy that's drawn plenty of headlines this month. Is the blackmail hypothesis, you know, actually feasible, though? Well, I, I think so. Um, there seems to be sort of two explanations potentially for Trump's seeming uh, very pro-Russian bias, and one would would be blackmail. That uh, when he was in Russia, he he did things uh, that exposed him to blackmail, or perhaps uh, elsewhere, the Russian intelligence has gathered uh, information. That's certainly possible that they've let him know we have this, and uh, you know you're you're on notice. Um, alternatively, uh, it could just simply be you know, significant financial entanglement uh, with Russia. That is, he may have you know, significant loans to Russian banks or to people close to Putin, and, and that would give him, uh, it would give the Russians significant financial leverage over Trump, even if it's not directly blackmail. You are an expert on treason. Uh, and this is obviously a charge that's been repeatedly raised in the same breath as Trump's name ever since the election email hacking scandal targeted his opponent Hillary Clinton. So how likely is it that that any aspect of, of this issue could lead even to the president's impeachment? Uh, well, I think it's certainly possible. Um, now, I don't think that any of the charges stated actually rise to the level of treason. Uh, treason is very carefully uh, defined in the United States Constitution as levying war against the United States that is essentially you know, leading a, an armed rebellion against the government. Uh, or adhering to the enemies of the United States, giving them aid and comfort. Uh, and enemies is very narrowly defined to mean countries with whom the United States is either either in actual or in open war. Uh, and Russia is not an enemy uh, no. under that definition. Uh, it is a strategic adversary whose interests in many ways are quite different from the United States. Um, so that means that um, you know Trump could do enormous favors uh, for Russia, uh, and that still wouldn't count uh, as treason. Uh, but that said, um, the standard for impeachment uh, is committing uh, treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. And though there's kind of a linkage there. Treason and bribery are both situations where you put other countries' interests ahead of those of the United States. And so mm -hmm. I think you could argue that you know extreme favoritism towards Russia uh, 
uh, in an unwarranted way is a high crime or misdemeanor for which the appropriate remedy uh, would be impeachment. But would he have to be judged on favoritism now during his presidency rather than anything he's done in the past? Yes, I think that's right. I, I don't think that you could say uh, that you know behavior that he did in the, in the past, uh, absent sort of extraordinary circumstances, would rise uh, to the impeachable level. I think it would, if, if for example, if he somehow managed to be completely neutral uh, with respect to Russia during his presidency, then I think it's probably not impeachable, even if that's potentially how he got into the office. Um, so we just have to sort of wait and see. Uh, well, one would expect that he's at least going to be careful, uh, based on the kind of logic that's not always actually been demonstrated. Uh, Donald Trump tweeted uh, this month, Russia has never tried to use leverage over me. I have nothing to do with Russia. No deals, no loans, no nothing. I mean, if Trump has no solid links to Russia, how can he be so confident as when he claimed that Russia will have uh, much greater respect for the U.S. under his presidency, for example? Well, it was very hard to sort of you know, analyze Donald Trump's statements because there's such a, a mishmash of incoherent, uh, contradictory statements uh, that it's unclear whether there's anything there at all. Uh, and he does have a persistent habit of telling uh, falsehoods. Uh, and so he, you know, one time bragged about his relationship with, with Putin and said that they were friends and they'd met in the green room and he bragged about having uh, run the Miss Universe pageant in Russia. Um, and then his son claimed that they did, they did a lot of business with Russia. Uh, and now Trump says that he has nothing to do with Russia. So, you know, it's very hard to know uh, when you have someone who is making such wildly inconsistent statements. And, and, and so this 30 years of history doing business, or at least attempting to build or invest in hotels and housing in Russia, I mean, that, that certainly flies in the face of the statement. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, and, of course, part of the, the problem is we don't have his tax returns. Um, so we don't have, the American people have never been given a full financial picture uh, of the scope of all of his, his dealings. And if we had those, I think we could feel a lot more confident about um, the nature and scope of any uh, Russian financial ties. Yeah. Now, Trump visited American intelligence agencies before his inauguration. Uh, he actually accused them of practices reminiscent of Nazi Germany. Again, there's a certain level of irony there because people have made the same accusations about him. But can he build any effective relationship with them after making those sorts of claims? Well, I think it'll be quite hard. Um, I mean, one of the things, I mean, American intelligence has traditionally always been apolitical. Uh, that is, they are not in the service of any particular um, party or particular president, but they're sort of working for the American people as a whole and have generally been recognized as very competent professionals. And Trump seems to make it a sort of a daily business to trash them uh, and to insist that they are incompetent. Uh, but at some point, he has, he's going to need them. Uh, and moreover, he's going to be making decisions that will be based in part upon intelligence. He'll have to make difficult military decisions based on the intelligence. Uh, and if he's you know, told people that it's worthless and unreliable, it would be very, very hard for him uh, to do the types of things a president does. So I think, I think some people in his team understand that he needs to fix this and fix it quickly. And so that was, I think, the intent of his visit to the CIA on Saturday, but I don't think he did a very good job over there uh, of really persuading the intelligence community that um, he's on their side and that he yeah. won't 
you know, stab them in the back the next time it's politically convenient. Well, he's also going to have to persuade allies to share intelligence with him if they have any qualms that uh, their strategic adversary, to use your term before, Russia, uh, is going to have access to that information, they might be less willing to share it. Yes, I think that's a, a very serious problem. I mean, the professional, the intelligence services generally most nations are you know, very professional and have a you know, close working relationship based on the assumption that information that is shared will not be improperly disclosed. And if I were part of a foreign intelligence agency, I would probably want to think carefully um, about disclosing something to American officials, and is certainly disclosing something to uh, President Trump. Yeah. Professor Larson, got to leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us. Okay, you're welcome. Professor Carlton Larson from University of California, Davis. Absolutely clear that there's at least grounds for suspicion. Texas, your thoughts, powder sharp, 1013 for 51 per message.